did they uh, just give up on the oil spill? So now you can go back in. Um, they gave up on the oil spill for after eight o'clock, eight p.m. So. Oh, okay. All right, this is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 19, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. A guest star tonight. Not really, no. But, I mean, it feels like it because we haven't done this in like three, four weeks. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Was it three? I think it's three and a half, something like that, since we put one out. That means even longer since we recorded. Okay. It's been rough, man. I've been, like you said, the oil spill thing is is taking up all my time. We got, I think we got 20 temp uh, workers that we hired. And so I gotta make sure all their computers are good and everything. And some of these people can't even type in the right address uh, on the uh, <laughs> web address. It's amazing. I said, "Hey, go to uh, go to this website." And I was like, "A S Kirby." That's a s k i r b y dot com. And I was talking to four people at one time, and two of them made it there, and two of them got sidetracked and went to Bing. I was like, how does that how does that happen? What's going on? They probably just did it on purpose. I don't think so. They were all like, oh, do you want to do it? I'm like, oh, man, yes, that, that'd be fine. And so how are, how are they using the computers to help with the oil spill? Oh, good question. Well, our company that I work for is contracted to, um, we're supposed to handle all the training for the oil spill cleanup. So we have to maintain the database to, ever, to make sure everybody's trained because if people go out there to clean up who aren't properly trained and they get hurt then obviously there's a giant lawsuit so they're trying to make sure that everybody has proper training and so to help out we give them this card that has their name and a logo for training and everything and then they can go to this website and scan the barcode on the card to see whether or not they've gone through the class and com- completed the course so yeah and that's uh We've trained over 20,000 people in the past two, three months. That's a ton. Yeah, it's insane. And so it's 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 well over 20,000. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how many. I mean, uh, just yesterday we did 500. So that's one day, you know. And that was only at two locations. Well, now how close to the ocean are you? I am in Covington, which is across the lake from New Orleans. There's New Orleans. There's kind of like the lake. No, there's the Gulf of Mexico, and then traveling north, there's some uh, islands and a peninsula, and then New Orleans, and then the lake, and then me. So probably an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, so you're you're a bit away. Yes. Okay. Have you been able to get out and uh, and see? What's no, going on? No, I haven't. First of all, I hate the water and the ocean and the beach and the sand and the sunshine and the <laughs> sun cream. So I, I, I don't go there that often. And it's not a beach like you would think. I mean, I know you guys are landlocked, but this is not, there's no pretty beaches. You know, it's all, there's there's no sand, like white sand and, you know, you got to go to another state for that. It's all marsh and swampland. 
you hate the water and sand and air and earth anyway, so. You make it sound, yeah, yeah, Captain Planet, he's not our hero. Yeah, screw you, Captain Planet. Earth, wind, fire, heart, go, planet. <laughs> and wind, water, whatever. I lost that, I left that one out. <laughs> no, I had no idea that you, you hated it so much. I think we might have talked about this on a previous cast, though. We may have. I don't know. I I really, I can't stand it. And, you know, Gulf Shores, everybody talks about going to Gulf Shores. I don't know if you've heard of that place, but it's Gulf Shores, Mississippi. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to Gulf. We have a timeshare. Yeah, we have. Good. Go. <laughs> You're coming with us. No. Stop. But, <laughs> Man. Yeah, it doesn't. I hate it. I can't stand it. How about the kids? They love it. And Jackie loves it. Okay. The last time I was out there, I was supposed to watch Elizabeth, Ellie, who was less than one. There he was in my giant brimmed hat, long sleeves, long pants, sunglasses, <laughs> and with a little tent thing going on on the beach. And I didn't get out for anything, and the kids kept bringing sand in. And I was like, I'm going up to the room. This is ridiculous. I can watch her better up there. There's less drowning in the room on the third story. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy do you like the beach oh yeah what? we don't like to we don't like the ocean but we like the beach i don't understand what do you what's what's the difference well because the ocean um sharks are going to kill you if you get in the water see but we like to just lay on the beach but not get in the water why not seeing jaws have you never seen jaws Oh no no I no I don't go in the water that's that's insane I don't go in that there's much more scarier things than sharks in that water Oh yeah I mean old jellyfish and stuff No I'm talking about like dinosaurs that didn't die and like giant fish that you know swallow you whole I don't go in there I've never what is to keep something from the Mariana Trench coming up to the to the beach Sea serpents and all that I I totally believe in all that yeah, man. Well, I mean, think about how big the ocean is, and we think that we know everything that's in it. You're, I don't think so. You're not helping me. I'm not going. I'm not going. Why do you like the beach, though? It's like the sand sticks to you. You sweat. It's the glare, the sunscreen smell. Ah, it's disgusting. I just like to be warm and just relaxed, like laying on the beach, you know, with a, a root beer, ginger ale, and just chilling. Ah, that's, that's good stuff. I can do that in my room, in my bed. Uh, well, but you're not going to get any sun. Go out to a soccer field. Speaking of which, oh, oh, man, I tell you, too bad U.S. Ghana took us out. What's with that? I know, I'm like, where is Ghana? <laughs> That's a shame. I mean, but seri- seriously, we didn't deserve to go to the second round anyway. We can't finish. We had too many 50-50 balls that we didn't get to. Our team was poor. I mean, they may be good for American teams. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying America's concept of soccer or football for our English friends over there. Sad. Sad state of affairs. Yeah, you're right. But we're, we're on our way. Yeah, we're, yeah we, I mean, we progressed. We made it out of our bracket, so that's saying something. Yeah. I mean, we have to be number one, so we'll get it taken care of. Oh, obviously. Why wouldn't we be number one? No offense to our uh, English listeners. Oh, our number two. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. And then New Zealand, and then Australia, and I'm going through, you know, the empire, but Canada's low. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen to this. Okay, this, this is insane. 
Okay, my family went on this fishing trip in Canada. Uh-huh. Did you know that in Canada, the game wardens can confiscate your digital camera to see if you've taken pictures, if you caught a fish that was out of season, to see if you took a picture of it, and then they could arrest you or fine you or confiscate all your stuff? For a picture? Yeah. Because you caught a fish that was out of season that may have been on your line, and if you took a picture of it. I, that's stupid. That's insane. Happened to you? That happened to you guys? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to go up there this year. But they uh, they heard from from the the guy they were renting the cabin from that that was going on, and they saw a couple of people who were getting stopped. Um, but they didn't they didn't stop them. You know. That is crazy. What happened to anybody's rights? I mean, just, I know you're not supposed to be catching those fish, but the right to take a picture? Come on. And then, like, the right to privacy and not get searched and seizured? Insane. Have that right Canada? I I don't know. That, but, I mean, they should, I think, right? Well, I mean, you know, America, we're, we're a little bit different than everybody else. Yeah, well, <laughs> not for long. Yeah, yeah, but we won't go there. Obviously. <laughs> All right, so what's new with you? Oh, I was just uh, checking out Marvel's page. They uh, they are putting out an open call for interns for this fall. What? Are you thinking about doing it? Well, I don't live in New York, and I'm not currently enrolled at a university, so I'm thinking not. But that would be awesome. How How would you let that stop you? That's ridiculous. Well, but I figured with all... Ins and outs that you've got at Marvel that you were already on top of this. Well, for for you, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I didn't know that. Where where do you see that? Uh, it's on there. Uh, Marvel.com. Well, it's a whole long thing, um, but it's on their Facebook page. Oh, okay. I think I need to go to their Facebook page. Speaking of Facebook pages. Like we said, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can go to our website, marvel616politics.com. I try to have a new article for you every week. Uh, It's a commentary, obviously, on something that's going on that we're not reviewing most of the time. Even though the past two, we will be reviewing those. Something that stands out very good or very bad. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. I'm working on a a shorter link, a shorter email address that still makes sense. I'll let you know when I have that. And follow us on Twitter, at 616politics, or twitter.com slash 616politics. Um, Also, let's see, on the website, every Monday at around anywhere from 2 to 4 Central Time, I will have up the new releases and Jared and I are going to take turns doing um, some commentary on the covers for that upcoming did you, week. Did you say Central Time? Yeah. Who goes by Central Time? That's stupid. What are you talking I'm just telling them what time I'm on. What are you on? Eastern? Oh, Eastern, baby. Uh, I don't like vowels at the beginning of sentences and words. I go with consonants. Yeah. That's how you start. with yeah, a consonant. That's, that's what you do. You start with a consonant. Yeah, Central's just stupid. Nobody goes by that. Even you guys don't like it. What are you talking about? I love Central Time. People in Central Time hate it. They wish that they were Eastern. Who? Ask them. Haven't you seen the polls? No. What polls? Oh, yeah, dude. You should totally look it up. People hate Central Time. Why? 
Why? What are you talking? Are you serious? Is this real? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, who has a preference on time zone? Like, daylight savings, obviously, I can see whether or not you would have a preference on that, but come on. It's just, But it really isn't cool. It's like, you know, Eastern, Eastern Standard is just where it is. But, I mean, if Central is what makes you happy, that's what we'll go with. I'm just saying that's when I put it up. If you want to put it up, you can say Eastern Time. So you put it up between 3 and 5 Eastern Time. Yeah, well done. Nice conversion ratio. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I have a degree in education. <laughs> All right, sir. What what else? What other pies do we have our fingers in? Oh, you can hit us up on the phone. Leave us a message six one six seven five five Tina, and then of course you know, our Facebook page is Marvel six one six Politics slash Facebook. I mean Facebook slash Marvel six one six Politics. Which is it? Is it <laughs> Facebook dot com slash Marvel six one six Politics? Yes, for the people who cannot type in A.S. Kirby, <laughs> it will H-T-T-P colon slash slash www dot, yes, I'll hold on, <laughs> slash Marvel 616 politics. You're good to go. You know what? I... <laughs> Um, I did, just so you know, and our listeners out there, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. But I did hear back from Jim McCann, and he is definitely willing to do the interview um, in two weeks. Because he said Wait. by that time, he'll have something new coming out that he really wants to talk about. Ooh, any speculation? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm hoping it's Marvel. I hope he knows that from the Marvel 616 politics. But probably, like, when you say Gorilla Man or, like, the, the limited series? Oh. No, 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 no. That's Jeff Parker. What am I thinking? Jim McCann. Um, he's Hawking, Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Right, but he's done other stuff, too. Yeah, I know. I don't trust me. The research has been done. Okay. All right. Lay it on me. Oh, well, I mean, well, I talked to you about it earlier this week, the whole um, One Life to Live. Oh, yes. Well, obviously. Maybe that is the big uh, announcement, you think? I, I doubt. How? What? What? No. Hey, this just in. Andrew Garfield <laughs> is the new Spider-Man. Wait, we're talking about Jim McCann. I know, but this, I, this just came across Twitter. Oh, well, Andy, it's been out for a couple hours now. What are you talking about? You knew this? I think it's because you're on Central Time. You get stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> what has this guy played in before? Um, he, he's been in one movie. Um, where was it? Let me see if I can grab it. I was reading about it today. Never Let Me Go and The Social Network. So he plays Mark Zuckerberg, huh? Oh, he does? Some guys on the forum wanted Anton Yelkin. He was checked. It should be me. What'd you say? I thought it should be me. I'd make an awesome Spider-Man. You might have to take out the earring. I don't know. Oh, it's out. You might. I dropped it in the toilet. What? Yeah, I dropped it in the toilet. It's gone. <laughs> you only have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of rebel are you? Because uh, I lost the other one. <laughs> So you were like, that's it, I'm just flushing it. 
Yep, I give it up. <laughs> well, never drop anything valuable in there. I hope you don't. I hope you're never carrying me anywhere. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm not. I'm not even going there. <laughs> not in the toilet. You know what? Look, let's let's hit some current events, okay? Yeah, but Andrew Garfield. I think he. Uh, I mean, he looks. He's just a young white guy, so I guess uh, that's Spider Man. That's so sad. Why would you say that? Well, because I mean, we don't know enough about him. He's only been in like two different things. Um, he did the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. That was what it was. And uh, and then he's doing this new movie, The Social Network. You know, playing Mark Zuckerberg on the Facebook movie. But I mean, otherwise, you know, I'm just looking at him. It's just. He just looks like a regular, you know, run-of-the-mill young white guy. So uh, I don't really have a whole lot to base my, my, you know, I don't have a judgment yet. This is saying that by the time the film is released, he's going to be 29. 29? Yeah. Oh, he's 26. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He'll just probably reboot it. <laughs> that's re- that's stupid. Okay. One move to reboot it. Enough about that nonsense. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the uh, McCann interview this should be should be really good i'm gonna have to make sure i don't do a faux pas like uh talk about jeff parker's work while i talked to jim mccann and think it was his yeah don't do that he wrote a, he also wrote a what if issue the house of m what if issue um he did a couple digital things for marvel and then he wrote dark rain new nation and new avengers the reunion right new avengers the reunion i remember that but dark rain new nation i'll have to go back and look at that yeah i think it was it was one of those those fillers that, uh, you know, I don't think it played a whole, you know, big piece on Dark Rain. Well, what mystifies me is he was a writer and he did TV writing and I think some of his own comics. And then he he uh, went into marketing, right? Or PR? Yeah. Yeah, with Marvel. I think I got to do some research before I talk to him, obviously. And have you figured out how to speak his name? I don't know how to tactfully ask him, but I don't understand <laughs> why it wouldn't be McCann. I don't know. I mean, we're not Klingons. Not Macan. Potato, potato, you know? Wait, so somebody's name. It's not potato, potato. <laughs> Jared Mayo. There you go. I get I get Mayo all the time. Do you really? Mayo? Jared Mayo. Spanish. I don't look Spanish. No, you don't. You look like some or punk ever. kid. Like, uh, did you say a punk Hitler? No, no. <laughs> you look like some punk kid. Oh, punk kid. Okay, I can go for that, but not punk Hitler. No, no. You need... <laughs> okay, current events. Woo! Current events. All right, what do we got on the docket tonight? I believe we got some amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers. Yada yada. Are we doing Secret Avengers? Or are we doing New Avengers? Ah, uh, crap! I thought you said Secret. Did you do Secret Avengers number two? No, I read number one, and I was like, this came out a while ago. Why am I doing this one? <laughs> no, Secret Avengers number one was when we almost did it last time, but we were running out of time. Because we talked we talk way too much in the beginning. But I, I tell you what, I love it. We're going on minute 23, and I'm having a blast. <laughs> well, well, do you want me to get off here and read it quick and, and get back on, or what do you want to do? Let's just go with Spider-Man then. Okay, well, you're going to have to do them. Okay, but you're going to have to carry the show during State of the Union because <laughs> we're going okay. to talk, um, talk about 
obviously second coming. So, all right. Current events. Everybody open your books. Amazing Spider-Man 634. Let's do it. You got it open? Yeah, book is open and ready to go, teacher. All right. Oh, also, side note, I am thrilled because this month is going to be the first month I get my uh, order in from Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. I would love for them to be a sponsor on the show, so I wanted to try them out before I approach them. Uh, but I tell you what, they they have like up to 40, 40% off, and sometimes they have... Like the new X Men number one is going to be ninety nine cents, and most of my books are a dollar twenty nine, uh, and I ordered eight books, so it, it's like right under twenty bucks, and they deliver. It's flat shipping. It's like five ninety nine shipping, and they'll deliver. They ship the last Wednesday of the month, and uh, so I picked all the books that came out the last Wednesday of the month. But and what was the site? It was dcbservice.com. Uh, okay. And then they have, a sister, they have a sister site, uh, InStockTrades.com. Oh, I've been there before. Yeah, they got good stuff. They got good stuff. All right, DCB service. And that was a good plug, so they should probably want to help out with the show. Obviously, I'm going to clip that clip and send it to them. Well, I mean, you haven't even ordered. You haven't even received your stuff yet. You're already talking about your, your, please, your pleasedness with them. I am. I got it tomorrow. I'm going to jump online and do my pre-orders. You have to do your pre-orders two months ahead, though. That's the thing. Okay. And that's how you get your oh, discount. For 99 cents, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. So two months ago, I ordered for July. Last month, I ordered for August. And tomorrow, I'm going to order for September. So I can't wait. All right. Amazing Spider-Man 634. We're finally doing some Spider-Man. I like this. I'm digging it. I like it, and it's very difficult to do Spider-Man because they come out so often that by the time it comes out, it's like already way gone, and that's why that's the problem with Secret Avengers, obviously. Well, and, and that's uh, I mean that's kind of why I've shied away. You know, when you and I are planning out what we're going to do, I've never really brought up Spider-Man because like as soon as we cover an issue, there's already a new one out. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I thought this, I, this is the beginning of Grim Hunt, and this is what we've been working toward all year with the gauntlet and everything and um there's some stuff that happens in it that i wanted to talk about and get your feelings on so all right let's do it uh written by joe kelly with art by michael lark and stefano guadiano uh the cover's pretty good it kind of gives you an idea what the story's about and for a while there you know the covers had nothing to do with the story that was a few years ago but they were nice covers but they didn't tell you what was going on it was like a spider-man and a kid on a swing and there were no kids yeah. in that issue yeah do you see the grave marker there Laniel? yes yes i did see that you say all these names i just assumed that was lionel oh i guess it could be lionel i don't know <laughs> tigra Laniel, makan for me <laughs> all right all right what do you think of this cover what do you think you're the art critic so let me Lay it on me. Like, I, I wouldn't want a whole issue like that, but I think it works well for a cover. You know, just a one-shot with, like, some of the, almost like a watercolor background, um, the way that the colors are. But uh, I like it. I really like it. I think that knife is awesome, and I want to get me one. What would you What would you do with that knife? Um, put it, like, on the wall by my computer just to, you know, keep my wife in line and let her know this is my computer. 
<laughs> yes. Well, I use Nerf guns, but yeah, I guess the principle is the same thing. No, dude, doesn't that look awesome? Isn't that a sweet knife? It is. The con- you're trying to. If I'm what what? Show them that your knife, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll go with your price, Mister Mayo. <laughs> okay. Well, personally, I like the eyes of Spider-Man here. I like how they're drawn. It works for yeah, the. It works for the costume. I wouldn't like the, those eyes on other costume, like other uh, styles of this costume, but I think it works here. We start off months ago in the cemetery of the Kravenoff family. Aliosha? Aliosha? How do you say that name? Uh, Ali Ali Oxen Free. All right. Ali is looking at Vladimir, his brother's grave, when he is interrupted by Anna and Sasha. They go back and forth a bit, and then he asks them why they called him there. They tell him that it is about the hunt and imply that they can raise the buried, the buried Kravenoff from the dead. So we jump to Madam Webb, who is narrating. Uh, she says that she knows when she will die, but that doesn't bother her. What does bother her is the time she looks ahead and knows that she will fail at such great cost. I like this scene because you kind of get um, the lion uh, looking off into the distance as this great hunter, and then he's kind of looking at the trees, and he sees the spider in the trees. And even though these two animals are totally different on the food chain and and kind of like totally different scale and everything, uh, the artist and the writer do a pretty effective job in convincing you that those those animals are at odds. Mm-hmm. Which naturally is, is kind of odd. But, like I said, that's what they're trying to depict here. Uh, We cut to Parker in bed, and he is sick with the swine flu. Interesting choice, I thought. He's been having nightmares about the gauntlet, and uh, when a knock at the door comes, he gets out and goes to the door, only to find a bloodied clone of himself, Cain. Cain warns Peter that they are hunting spiders, and that they are not the only spiders. Peter brings him inside and tries to dress his wounds when he hears explosions outside. Uh, and we see Arachne. Arachne? How do you say that? Yeah, I say Arachne. Arachne? All right, I'll go with that. Uh, Julia Carpenter, the target of Anna and Ollie's grenade launcher. There's a lot of cat and mouse aerial fighting for pages and pages. They're on top of buildings, like jumping around, not really doing much of anything. But Spider-Man keeps, think, keeps thinking that he hears drums. Arachne is hit with some darts, and Parker passes out from a mix of exhaustion and what the drums are doing to his head. Anna shouts, The Grim Hunt is here! And Spider-Man falls into darkness. Uh, back at the apartment, Kane drags himself to the bathroom, thinking about his own battle with the Kravenoffs. He remembers that they let him live because he wasn't even real. And that wounds him more than anything we go back to spider-man and arachne now in maddie franklin's apartment apparently uh julia carpenter saved him they uh start racking their brains for answers and none come spidey says that they will fix all this but then a resurrected ezekiel comes in and ezekiel we've seen from uh j michael straczynski's run his first story arc amazing spider-man volume two number 30 with Morlin. Um, Ezekiel shows up and he also has the spider powers of the totem he comes in and uh, but he died and that's why he's resurrected he's got 
spiders all over him. He looks very decayed and everything. Uh, he says that they won't fix it if they don't get it. This is a war between tribes, he says, and spiders and the hunters. A war we are already losing. We cut back to Maddie and Madam Webb in captivity. They are huddled together. They are talking about Maddie and how she's going to die. She asks if it'll hurt and then takes it back. She wants to know if she will be avenged and also if Madam Webb will tell Spider-Man that she didn't cry and that she doesn't blame him. And then Allie comes to take Maddie away. Madam Webb is also crying at this point. Maddie is sacrificed at an altar over Vladimir's grave while Madam Webb narrates. Her strand of the web is cut, leaving all that she touched in the past and all that she would have touched in the future unraveling with a void in the spider family. Her blood runs down into the grave, resurrecting a were-lion-type animal. And Anna asks if they failed, but Sasha says, no, this merely confirms that in order to resurrect her beloved, they need the blood of the one true spider. And I thought this part was really interesting because... Harkening back again to when Ezekiel showed up and Moreland showed up. Let's see, issue 35. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, issue 35. Uh, Moreland flat out specifically states that Spider-Man wasn't a true spider totem because of the way he got his powers. Yet they bring back Ezekiel, who was in the Moreland story. You know, they're after Spider-Man, who is the true spider, they say. Whereas Ezekiel and Moreland both said that he wasn't the true spider. Unless it has something to do with the other storyline. I couldn't figure out how that would fit in. So what do you think about all that? That's a really good point. I wonder if they even went back and read those issues, you know? I would think they would have to, to bring in... I mean, what I like about this is they're tying all everything together. They're tying everything from... I mean, the clone, what was that? Like, issue one of... Like, Amazing Spider-Man issue... <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. When did the clone first show up? When did Kane first show up? Was that... The clone was Way in... back in the day? Yeah, that was like issue 131, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I was going to say 141, but yeah, way back in those like early to mid-100s. So they're pulling stuff from 500 issues ago and and mixing it up with 490, 496, and, which is like, you know, the final chapter, The Gathering of Five with Maddie and Madam Webb. And then they're going uh, volume 2, number 30 through 35 for Ezekiel. And then past that, when Ezekiel shows up again, and now they're all bringing it back together. And they're going into, you know, spect- Web of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man for the Craven, Craven's last time. That's, I really do like that they're tying all this stuff together. And I wish I had been able to read all that. I haven't read most of that. But uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting, a piece of a mythos here. Yeah, it's good for like the continuity buffs, like to to prove that yeah, they're they're more than just, you know, that what Spider Man is today. You know, there are Spider Man stories that happened five, ten, twenty, forty years ago, you know. Right, and I think he's only been Spider Man for ten years in, in Marvel time. Well, it, there was a there was an issue of Fantastic Four that quoted the Fantastic Four being around for thirteen years. And so but he was he was after that, right? After them, he showed up after them? Yeah, wasn't Spider-Man in 63 and Fantastic Four 61? Well, I just mean in Marvel time. Yeah, he was after them. Okay, so it could conceivably be 10, 12 years. Yeah. 
that's all screwy though you know because when we're when we're 50 years old it's you know it'll still be the same yeah but i i just assume that time and in, in marvel in the 616 moves at a different rate or something <laughs> it would have to well i mean it stays current so it's like the year the year stays current with us but aging happens differently there i just assume that i don't know it kind of does get screwy though because with the loners um it had julie powers and she was pretty grown up but she's like the only person that's grown up because franklin hasn't grown up at all right no huh <laughs> they said they were going to explain that but i don't remember seeing that explanation when where did they say like fantastic four said that no i want to say there was some uh there was some uh interview with somebody that said yeah we're gonna explain the whole powers thing but i don't think that ever came about when was this oh it was a couple years ago oh why would they even go back to it did it have to do with the loners uh i i thought so i it was that or um i want to say there was some kind of special appearance in some issue okay he was in i don't know as you get older your memory starts to fade oh you're such an old man jared All right, anything else on this issue? Did you read that as well? What? Did you read the rest of the issue? I did, but we don't have to discuss it. I mean, you want to talk about it or no? No, that's fine. That's fine. No, I like that they, uh, even just bringing back, like, I remember when we reviewed the whole Diablo issues with Spider-Man and how we thought those were pretty stupid. But, uh, but now, you know, he kind of figures in with all this stuff going on with Craven too. Yeah, I thought about that, and I, I didn't like... I mean, I guess we did those issues because the Black Cat came back and not necessarily because of Diablo, but yeah. But I didn't, I didn't think that he would be part of the gauntlet because he wasn't part of the gauntlet. He was before that, and he he seemed very out of place here to me, and I wasn't sure why they used him except to get that potion or whatever. Yeah, probably the magic part. Right, so I think that's somewhat of a retcon because they're going back and they're saying, oh, he, was, he actually was with them the whole time or they utilized him i just i choose to believe that they utilized him because he was in the area not because he was part of the plan the whole time okay <laughs> like that works for me whatever well i i really don't know i mean you're just more the spider-man expert than i am so don't no don't give me that i want your speculation i want your input well i really don't know i've been following spider-man as uh, closely as you have because you know the issues are coming out so frequently that I really just need to sit down and just, like, spend a day. Spend a day with Spider-Man. <laughs> start, like, you know, 30, 40 issues back and just go. Yeah. No. Well, speaking of 30, 40 issues, my good friend Jared bought me. I mean, I'm going to pay him back, obviously. <laughs> but it's a <ain't> well <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 what did I sign up for? What convention was it? It was the Akron Comic Book Convention. Oh, Akron. Yeah, so you bought me the uh, Peter Piker, Spider-Man, Volume 2, Issues 1 through 29, and Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 2, Issues 1 through 29, which I haven't read all of them. So I am... The annual. Oh, yeah, the annual. Yeah, let's not forget the annual. Well, I looked. I have Peter Parker Spider-Man um, Annual '99, 2000, and 2001. No, it was a it was Amazing Spider-Man Annual. Okay, good because I don't have any of those. <laughs> I I looked, and to be honest with you, I have about half of the issues for um, for Peter Parker. 
half of the ones I told you, half of the ones I told you to buy, I I I looked back and I was like, oh, I have half of these. Oh, that's fine. Sorry. No, no, this is my fault. No, you can throw those puppies up on eBay or something. I mean, they're pretty difficult to find. Yes, I plan on throwing the ones that I have up on eBay instead of the ones you're going to give me, though. Or throw them in the trash. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? No way. Absolutely not. Absolutely no way. not. Those things are awesome. And I, I have a couple issues. I probably have two or three issues of my favorite ones, like two or three copies of my favorite issues. Oh, really? Why is that? Well, so I can read one, so I can keep one nice, and if my kids destroy one. Oh. And also I can display one, you know? Well, let's let's diverge a little bit. I know that we kind of usually do our personal talk at the beginning, but, um, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I know that you're bringing them up and they're learning about the superheroes and stuff. So um, are you teaching them, like, how to, you know, how we deal with the comic book, how we touch it, how we don't just throw it around and stuff like that? I honestly have to tell you no, because... No. No, because I, I just want them interested in reading them and looking at the pictures and stuff. And mm-hmm. and so I don't want to take the fun away from it because it's so hard to get them interested at all because they, they like to sit and read comics with me, but um, to do it on their own, they'd rather play with Barbies. They're such girly sure. girls, man. <laughs> they are. I, for For a while, I really thought I had... You know, I really thought I had it, and I, I thought I, I, I had them interested in the superheroes and everything. And then, and then the Spider-Man TV show, they got they saw a couple scary ones, and oh. then like they got into their ponies and their Barbies, and it's tough. I can't get them to watch it. They like Dora now. They never used to like Dora. They used to want to watch Spider-Man, the one with Captain oh. America and Black Cat. You know, Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, see that one over again. What? They just want to watch that one over and over again? Yes. Which is fine. I like that one. Well, you had told me that the girls had the superhero squad, Black Cat and Captain America, as boyfriend and girlfriend. Yep, because of that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, man. So, I mean, it's tough. But, so when I give them one, they look through it, but they totally destroy it. But she asked me to keep taping it back up and everything. I give them the Franklin Richards, Son of Genius, all those. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some good ones, and some of those Marvel Adventure ones are good, or the Superhero Squad comics. Those are, you know, kid-friendly, and they're cute versions or whatever. Yeah, I haven't given them any of those, but I have given them a lot of Fantastic Four and Hulk um, Marvel Adventures. That's awesome. Yeah, we have fun, and I, I read them. You know, I try to do the different voices and stuff, so... Well, maybe you can record that for us sometime. You know, I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking about sitting down and recording one and then trying to edit sound effects in there and then send it to Marvel and then, you know, see if they wanted to pursue something like that. But then I thought, you know what? You know how many people probably do that? And I'm such a fanboy. So it's like (laughs) I think of anything. I, I, I was thinking about, you know, the superhero squad a long time ago. It was like, if I get enough Superhero Squad guys, then I can set them up, take a picture, and then do another frame, the next frame, and like actually do a photo comic and edit and add words to it. Yeah. 
I was thinking about that too. But then I had a third child, so. Oh, third child. Hmm. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you did you were you interested in this comic? I mean, did did it hold your interest when you read it? Uh, the the art just it just wasn't my thing, you know. And and you know, for me, the art makes it or breaks it, you know, whether the story stinks or not. But um, the art just wasn't really interesting to me. But um, for some reason, I don't really know why, but I've always liked Madame Web. Always liked her since the since saw her in the nineties. Uh, animated Spider-Man series. So if Madam Web's in it, it always gets points no matter what's going on. So I'll give it that. And uh, I'm a huge continuity guy. So all this stuff, like with Kane and um, all the stuff from JMS's run, I, I got to give it props for that. So so it wasn't too bad. All right. I didn't think the art was that bad. I thought it was pretty gritty. Uh, and I actually enjoyed that part of it. It's way better than the the issues with paper doll and where Mary Jane was like an inch thick all that nonsense <laughs> so I, I like that alright let's go on uh, issue 635 same writer same artist the cover though the cover art is way different did you enjoy the cover art um well is that the same cover artist no is the last one no no, okay, okay, yeah, because this looks like the guy that did the covers for uh, Secret War. Really? I guess that's true. I don't know. All I know is that that Spider-Man right there is awesome. <laughs> He's very menacing looking. Yeah, and the shape of his head and just the, his eyes. Like, I always love it when the, when the eyes of the costume, like, in real life, in Spider-Man movie, if he squints his eyes... It's not going to show up in the costume. Yeah. <laughs> the lenses don't get smaller. So in the comic, when they, whenever they can show that, that kind of emotion, then that's that always wins me over. Yeah. No, it, it's good. Craven was demented, you know? He looks like a pig face man. Yeah, he's whacked out of his head. And I'm, I'm hoping that Craven's knife will just be enough to slice Arana in half. Oh, come on, man. Are you a Rana fan? Yeah, why not? No, not Andy. Not my Andy. Not my Andy. <laughs> why? What makes you say that? Oh, she's such a loser. What are you talking about? Have you been reading her stuff in the, the Nomad comic? In the Captain America backstory? Nomad, another loser. Come on! No! Oh, gosh. What don't you like about the you like you like strong female characters? Exactly, like Storm or Madame Web or, or Rogue, not Arana. <laughs> Aranya, it's Aranya. It's Latin. Sorry, <laughs> Hispanic. Come on, man. Hey, you didn't see her in in Young Young Event. Uh, young Allies. Young Allies number one in her new costume. That's awesome. Dude, that issue should have just been torched. Why even bother with that? No, no. Anything Sean McKeever writes is is awesome. I like Sean McKeever, but that group was crap. No. Okay, you just wait. It's going to get better. All right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it was crap. It was just not 
to my taste. You know what? When we interview Sean McKeever someday, you're going to have to eat those words. Why do you think I just said I'm sorry? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, the cover's awesome. Yeah, it is. All right, moving on from the cover. Um, oh, I also like the webs underneath his arms. I don't know if I said that. The webs underneath his arms? Yeah, in his, in his pits, his web pits. Oh, behind him, yeah. But he doesn't have those anymore. I know, it was kind of hearkening back to whatever. All right, <laughs> we, start, we start out with the were lion licking the bones of, I assumed, Maddie. She's pretty gross. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, Anna, Sasha, and Ali, Ali are uh, in, the mas- uh, in the mansion with Madam Webb, and she's down on the floor. Sasha demands that Ali bring more spiders because the hour draws near. Um, back at Maddie's, uh, Maddie's apartment, Ezekiel is trying to explain the situation. He says that he's back from the dead and that the spider goddess sent him back, which we all know about the spider goddess from JMS's run. Mm-hmm. He also says that the hunters are coming, and it would, uh, and it has to do with the spiritual side of uh, Spider-Man's powers, and that just means the totem side of it. Ezekiel goes on to explain that they want him, uh, they want him, but there are more spiders out there as well that they want. He tells Peter that Maddie is dead, but that Madame Web is still alive. Uh, we cut to Aranya. Uh, Madame Web narrates that she is not like the others that have fallen into the spider web, but rather. She was chosen. Now, I didn't read this um, this part because this was published in the Aranya title, but apparently she was chosen by the Army of the Spiders or or something like that. Does that ring any bells? Not a bell. Okay, well, I believe that... Do you remember Ezekiel's group that he made? Mm-hmm. Okay, she was in that, and she was um, chosen in that. Okay. Something, 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 something. (laughs) So, anyway. um, So, that should be interesting if they actually take that into account that she she didn't fall into it. Like, she wasn't bit by a radioactive spider. She wasn't... Because, I mean, even Ezekiel fell into it. It wasn't um, irradiated. And that's what makes Spider-Man so unique is that it was an irradiated spider. And for some reason, that discounts him in the Moreland story. Um, she is being chased by Vladimir and then saved by Spidey. Then Arachne shows up and when and then Kane shows up. Kane is fighting Anna and Ali takes Aranya away. The Kravenoffs break away and make a run for it with Arachne and Aranya. Man, oh man, all these names, all these A's. Uh, Peter starts to go after him, but Kane stops him. He says that there's no reason to go. They're not part of peter's real family and they, they shouldn't he shouldn't have any guilt over this peter punches him in the face telling him that it's not guilt it's responsibility and that he's not going to let other people die so he can save himself ezekiel shows up perched up in a tree uh and he says that they need even more spiders that they need to go get venom and anti-venom oh boy yeah uh, Ezekiel leads him to where I guess Venom would be. I mean, I don't know how Ezekiel comes back from the dead and, and Spider-Man just trusts him to know all this stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> but he ends up leading him into the arms of the Kravenoffs and Mysterio. At this point, Ezekiel takes off his mask, revealing him to really be the chameleon. Spider-Man takes... Bah, bah, bah. 
Um, yes. And so, like, all my excitement in 634, like, with having Ezekiel back, because he is my favorite Spider-Man character, hands down. He was my favorite character, and he wasn't alive. And you know what? I really spoiled it for me, because before this issue even came out, I went to go see, you know, uh, on Wikipedia, anything I, I could gather from uh, Ezekiel. And it said what happened in this issue. It went ahead and told the whole thing. Hmm. I know. I know. That's why you don't go to Wikipedia. I know. Well, who's updating this stuff before the issues come out? That's what I want to know. Jim McCon. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> <laughs> He's PR. Come on. <laughs> All right. Spider-Man takes off delirious from sickness, drugs, and fatigue. He stumbles into a grave, and then, as they pursue him, he ambushes them. But his attack is short-lived as Sasha shoots Spider-Man in the chest with the same gun that Kraven the Hunter killed himself with. She shoots him a second time, and Spider-Man falls uh, off a, a, a short cliff, a short drop, to uh, near the spider altar and near Madam Web. Madam Web tells him to save himself and that the web is strong and that he needs to save himself. She asks him if he realizes how special he really is. He says they didn't until tonight, and now the were-lion picks him up and throws him against the altar, and Anna and Ala, Ali uh, take turns carving him up. And, and Sasha gives him the death blow, and Madam Webb narrates that he screams with every fiber of his being as he dies. The sound of pure regret of what could have been. And as Spider-Man's blood seeps into the gravesite of Sergei Kravenoff, a resurrected Kraven, the hunter, is reborn. Well, so Spider-Man's dead. Obviously, that's Kane. Obviously. It'd have to be. I mean, is that what you... That was my first thought. Yeah, but I like Kane. <laughs> I was excited when he came back a couple months ago. Well, I apologize, sir. I mean, he's no Aranya, but... <laughs> but yeah, it couldn't be Spider-Man. Yeah, that'd be stupid. They gotta have a way out. So, yeah, I'm guessing that's probably who it is, too. Well, if you look back at what he really, what he says, like, because he's always... he, You know, earlier in the issue, he says, oh, he's not a real person, and he, you know, he didn't make the most of living and everything. And uh, he screams with every fiber of his being of what, of regret of what could have been. And then let's see what else here. He says, "Don't you know how special you are?" And he says, "No, not until tonight. I didn't know." So when he finally acts in a selfless way. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I was trying to look through and figure out where exactly they switched positions. Um. You know, because he went with Ezekiel almost immediately, and, and uh, Chameleon would have known if he had switched, I would think. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe Spider-Man died and he gets resurrected, too, with, or something, you know? Oh, we're not wrong. That's insane. <laughs> You're right, I've not been wrong before. <laughs> but what did you think they, of... Well, I mean, do, no. they... They brought up Venom and Anti-Venom. Do you think they're going to come into this? Because they are yep. kind of spider characters, but, like, why would they... Why would he lead them to the trap and then 
say he needs them and then not, and then bring them in later. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, since it was Chameleon, it wasn't really Ezekiel. Right. Oh, I don't know. I, I think they should bring him in. If they're going to mention him, don't tease us. Go ahead and bring him in. Right. I would, I would like to see him, but I don't think if we do see him, then that makes any sense. Good point. Well, I mean, are they in the previews? I haven't seen them in the previews for the next few issues. Have you? No, I haven't. I, I don't know. I do know that after this um, is omit, you know, one, um, one moment in time, and then after that is supposed to be Origin of Species, which does have them on the cover. It has a lot of people on the cover, so. But the Craven thing will be fixed, you know, cleaned up by then. I would think, but unless it rolls all together, which they've been trying to do. I mean, this is from issue 600. Yeah. Well, so did you did you enjoy this issue then, except for the whole Ezekiel not being Ezekiel? I did enjoy it. I was, I mean, I was disappointed. I, it makes me want to go back and read up on Mysterio, because he died, and I forget when he came back. I forget his gauntlet story, because I, I wasn't thrilled with the gauntlet. I thought it was an excuse to just... You know, throw a bunch of older characters at them, and now they're saying, "Oh, it's because we all engineered it." But I, I don't think they're that smart. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the gauntlet thing was kind of because when they restarted uh, Spider-Man, you know, it was all about new characters, Mister Negative and Menace, and you know, we're not looking at the old guys. And then now we're like, well, shoot, people love the old guys. Spider-Man has, like, the best villain cast out of any comic book character. We have to bring these guys back. So that's why I think the Gauntlet then came back. But it seems to me that the reason why they brought him back was to return him back to a previous status quo, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, the Spider-Villains always, I mean, typically go back to their status quo. Well, I mean... What I'm saying is if they wanted to get away from those villains, then why did they bring him back to a point where all he had was the original villains? I mean, yeah, they did use new ones, but I wonder why they didn't introduce new ones. Uh, you know, what were they trying to accomplish? Are they just trying to get rid of the the marriage, or were they trying to de-age him? I think they were just trying to bring back the, you know, get rid of the marriage and bring back the freshness of a Spider-Man, and they thought they could do it with new villains, but people don't didn't like Menace, and people didn't like Mr. Negative. They didn't care for those storylines. So, I mean, people want to see Mysterio and Electro and Lizard. That's who people want to see. Yeah, with good art, though. I don't want to see it with crappy art. <laughs> well, you usually like crappy art. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I'm done with this. I mean, I, I was very interested to... I'm, I am very interested to see where it's going to go. I don't know how... it's. It can't last that much longer, right? It's only a couple more issues, right? Yeah, because we got to get to omit. And I'm really looking forward to omit, and I know that happens in July, right? Uh, is it next month already? Well, I guess it is July now, isn't it? Yeah, today. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> we'll see. It should be good. It should be good. I'm really looking forward to Omit. So, I hope this ends... Craven to come back? Like, how do you feel about Craven coming back? See, he left... I've never read him in a 616 comic um, in a current story. Because he, he died before I started reading. 
So I don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's always he's been dead since I've been into comics. But I remember him from the animated series, and I liked him there. Right, and I think he was a different character, though. And I didn't like him. I, I didn't like him in the um, 1610, which the Ultimate Universe. Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, when he was kind of like the Crocodile Hunter. Right, yeah. I wasn't a fan of him then. But see, this is much more mystical. I don't know if he was that mystical back when he was um, in, in 616 continuity. He was very intense. That's just what I remember about reading some of his back stuff. Just a very intense guy. I mean, from dressing up as Spider-Man's costume and burying himself and burying Spider-Man alive and that some wild stuff. I don't know. I, so I, I don't have a pro- I can't give you a good answer. I can't give you a good answer on that. That's okay. What do you feel about it? Well, I'm just... I don't know. Like, some characters... I know the whole, I, there's just always that dichotomy of dead means dead, does it? Is it better to bring them back? Is it better to, to leave them dead? You know, sometimes it's just nice to just, you know, there there have to be some dead consequences in comic books, even though you love these characters. Sometimes when somebody dies, it just is so influential, and it just sets up so much stuff, and to bring them back, just, it just feels like it cheapens it, you know, like with Kitty Pride or, or uh... You know, Craven now. I don't know. Cypher. I think Spider-Man. Who? Cypher. Oh, Cypher. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that was a huge one. <laughs> well, I mean, if you read that New Mutants issue where Cypher's killed and, like, the pain that the New Mutants are going through and Wolfsbane and stuff like that, it had a lasting impact for, like, you know, 20 years. Because, you know, whenever they're referring to dead characters... They always bring up Thunderbird and Cypher. Those are always the two main X when they talk about that died. And now he's back, and it's, he doesn't even act like Cypher. He's got new powers. It just cheapened the whole thing. Same with Magic. Colossus' mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. She should just stay. But she died in Uncanny 303. It was, a, it was like a, an issue where you could read and you could cry along with it. And it was just really heartfelt, and it, it, was, it was really well written by Scott Lobdell. And uh, to bring her back is just totally cheapened her whole character. Well, that's why I hope they never bring back uh, Captain Stacy or Gwen or Uncle Ben or anything like that. Oh, man, yeah. And I think they really do. I think about Bucky. Ah, uh, see, he, he is so old that the thought of bringing him back as the Winter Soldier was so cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could maybe you really could pull it off because uh, Winter Soldier is a is proof of that. Yeah, I, you have to have a, a very talented writer who's going to stay on the book for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and Brubaker did that. Yeah, he's that book. He's phenomenal on that book. I mean, yeah. his Daredevil run was good, but his Captain America is is fantastic. I agree, man. It's it's just a book you don't want to put down. It, it, we, I bought the omnibus because you just want to read the whole thing straight, straight through. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to his Baron Zemo stuff. Yeah, that'll be good, man. All right, we'll, we're good with this. Let's uh, let's hit some State of the Union. State of the Union. State of the Union. Papa's going to be running this one this time. Okay. <laughs> well, today actually. 
actually. Uh, I know that everybody gets the podcast a couple days after we uh, record it, but today was actually announced that Mark Millar is going to begin work on an Old Man Logan sequel. And I know that was that that uh, issues was near and dear to your heart, Andy. Uh, <laughs> get uh, your feelings on it. What is it going to be about? Uh, I don't know. It's a sequel. Okay. All right. This is ridiculous because my whole beef with it is not only was it excessively gratuitous and very Malar style, which we didn't need. But it was not in the continuity, yet it was in the book. And I, I don't see how that's going ha- to happen, because right now, what do we do? We're ending Wolverine Origin. We're ending Wolverine Weapon X. We're going to have a reboot of Dark Wolverine, which is Dokken. And then we're going to reboot the Wolverine title, and it's with Logan Goes to Hell or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Logan's in hell. We're going to have an X-23 and a Dark Wolverine book. And they're going to be see who's taking up the mantle type thing, kind of with Captain America, which is kind of weird anyway. Where is it going to fit in? But Wolverine's also on two different Avengers teams and the X-Men as well. I know. Just and X-Force. Wolverine continuity doesn't make any sense. He's, he's on X-Force also. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I I don't like Mark Millar. I think he's extremely overrated. Well, just just so you have a quote uh, from Mark Millar um, uh, for Old Man Logan, it opens with this insane Spidey flashback, which pretty much sets the tone. My God, it's going to be fun to write. But I thought you could just chew on that for a little bit. Guys, some Spidey action. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, all right, so a couple other things we can talk about. We kind of talked about earlier, Omit. Omit is coming up, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it, and I don't see how... Like, I can see how I, I could be disappointed, but I don't see how it could suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can see how I'd be disappointed about the... Like, the story and how it turns out, because, you know, sometimes stories... It, like I said, I, I constantly say this. In real life, you're kind of disappointed if something doesn't work out. But, like, I'm just so happy that they're addressing this mm-hmm. that I, I don't I don't see how it could suck. Well, it's got to make sense. That's what the biggest part is. We can't just retcon everything. You know, those, you know, Quesada said that those issues happened. The annual happened during that marriage, but something changed. So it's still got to make sense because otherwise all these books, you know, for the past 20 years are null and void. See, the point, what's strange is that uh, JMS's run still happened because he he knew who Ezekiel was. He knew all that stuff, you know. But the only thing that changed was that they, they either broke up or they didn't get married or they, I mean, they got divorced or they didn't get married to begin with. But yet everything else happens. So that one aspect of his life where he's constantly yearning for them to get back together and eventually in issue 50, volume 2, where they meet at the airport with Captain America in it, and they, and they that didn't happen. So that one aspect of their life didn't happen. What needs to make sense? What are you talking about? Well, 
No, so so if all that stuff didn't happen, I wasted all that money. No, I mean it happened, but it was erased. Oh, so it happened, but it was erased. So there's no point then if it was erased. I actually didn't happen. Sometimes we don't have a happy ending, Jared. Yes, but. I don't, Mephisto doesn't come in my life and destroy, you know, 27 years worth either. I knew, I know a man who has had amnesia twice. Oh gosh, here we go. No, it's true. (laughs) This man, okay, she's a friend of mine from high school. Her dad has had amnesia twice. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, if he never gets those memories back then that time, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, it just means that those memories are gone for him. So, if you apply that principle to this book, it doesn't mean it never happened, it means that Mephisto went back and touched something in there. My whole point of this is that we're going to find out what Mephisto touched. Not that it was good or bad or a good story, but we're going to find out what he touched. Well, first of all, Mephisto, I don't want Mephisto touching me. That just sounds inappropriate. But but it, the thing is, just going back and reading those stories, you know, going back and reading JMS's run or, you know, when uh, those issues I just got for you where Mary Jane, you know, left him and, and went to Hollywood to be an actress or whatever, you just have to read them totally different. Like, oh, yeah, this part, this part counts. But this part doesn't count, and this part still happened. But this part doesn't count. I can skip these pages and stuff. It just feels, it just feels wrong. I don't know what to tell you. They're not going to reverse it. I know, but I can still be upset about it. I wish he would call in that favor from Loki, but now that Loki's dead, you know. Or is he? You know, Loki will be back if they're going to be bring back somebody like Craven or Cipher. <laughs> Loki will be back. Yeah, I'm sure he will, but I mean, I wish they would call him that favor because Loki said, "I, you know, I owe you one, basically." Mm-hmm. And I think Loki could go up against Mephisto, don't you think? Oh, well, I, it just depends on who's writing Mephisto. I mean, other people have battled Mephisto, and he's never been portrayed as powerful enough to go back and alter time. But now he can. That's why people were so, you know, that's one of the reasons people were so upset when this first came out, Brand New Day, and One More Day, all that stuff, because that's just not how Mephisto has been portrayed in the past. I'm really surprised they're doing this now, and they're not waiting for issue 666. What do you think issue 666 will be then? I don't know. It might not be anything to do with the devil or anything. I mean, I would assume that... Coming from a worldly perspective, they would be like, oh, issue 666 has to be all about supernatural and hell and stuff like that. But they might not do that. I don't know. But, I mean, if they were going to do it, I don't know why they wouldn't incorporate Mephisto and talk about what happened. Or, You know what, though? Maybe they're doing Omit and it's going to build up to 666 where they do fix something or something. Yeah, maybe Omit's not the be-all, end-all that we're hoping it's going to be. Yeah, it might be another piece in the story. Like, issue 600 is what kicked off mm-hmm. this whole Grim Hunt thing. You're totally right, yeah. That could work out. Well, uh, Comic Book Resources, uh, just a couple hours ago, posted a big, long story all about Omit. That'll be something I'll have to check out and uh, see what all it has to say about it. Um, 
So yeah, omit coming up, baby. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it should be all right. And, and uh, speaking of things that are really, really good, uh, Hulk right now. Oh yeah, Hulk, awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, that kind of ties in. I mean, Hulk. You know, a lot of people have been, you know, just not feeling Hulk. It's not just you and I, but it's a, uh, a large majority of people uh, not feeling Hulk. But then also it was announced this week that Jeff Loeb is going to be working with a lot of the animation, live action, uh, you know, bringing Marvel characters to the screen. And yeah. Loeb is kind of, has his hand in this whole Hulk universe. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, yeah. Well, I, I had this written down too to talk about. Um, I am all for Jeff Loeb doing TV stuff because his non-616 is, is fantastic. I mean, Spider-Man Blue and uh, Daredevil Yellow and stuff like that. Very good. I mean, every time I read Spider-Man Blue, I just get teary-eyed, you know? Like, it's such a touching story. I, I love it. I love it. But whenever he does anything in continuity, like this Red Hulk and Wolverine, Lupine Wolverine issue 50, and oh, yeah. all that nonsense, it's just, he tries way too hard to have this overarching you know, giant story that no one cares about that doesn't make sense in the current universe, but there's nowhere else to put it. Mm-hmm. So TV might be the perfect place for him because the guy's, the guy's very creative and he writes fairly well. It's just the topics and, and, and the placement that's bad. But I, I posted on mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, that I enjoyed, I've always enjoyed Smallville uh, when he was writing it. A lot of the, the episodes were a basic, you know, villain of the week thing, but it's something that works for TV, you know, when trying to introduce these spandex-clad heroes who have stories that you just cannot believe. When you're trying to bring that into something believable on an on a hour TV show, I think he accomplished that with Smallville. And so if he could do something like that with somebody like a, a Mystique series, you know, which would, you know, kind of run like uh, the whole Alias series that ABC had a couple years ago. Right. Or, uh, you know, something like, you know, a Dazzler, you know, a struggling music artist with, with mutant powers. You know, I would watch that. I'd be, I think he would do a great job. Yeah, it just kind of seems like it's a different, I think he would do a great job, but I don't know if it would do well. Because you're trying to, you're kind of mixing your genres. When you pick up a comic book, you're expecting powers to be in it, but then you you think, oh, okay, but this one is in the six one six. They they have powers over here, but at the same time, it's an espionage book, so that's your Captain America. This one is a gritty. It has to do with law. He's a lawyer, but he also fights supervillains. That's you know, but the mystique where you're, and the dazzler that you're talking about that doesn't. That's not a crime or a doctor show or... I don't know if it would translate well. I don't know if I would watch a show that's about, you know, like a house. House show, but the guy's a mutant. Like, where's the draw there? That's that's totally off-base mixing your metaphors, you know? No, but, but look at the success that Smallville's had. I mean, ten years. Nobody thought a teenage Superman was going to last for ten years. Well, yeah, that's not possible. Because you go into your 20s. Yeah, so so now he is, you know? Yeah. But it, it's worked, and it's super successful. has a huge following. Even when they moved it to Friday nights, the ratings went up. Yeah. 
So if you could do something with some B-list, you know, Marvel characters, since, you know, Fox and everybody else has the rights to all the mainstream characters, why not? It, I mean, I would watch a detective show based on Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I would love that. That would be so cool to get a good show and, and, you know, show a little bit that, you know, some comics can be taken seriously, you know? And and those kind of those kinds of characters could be easily translated to the to the small screen. That's true. I thought you were gonna say X Factor and I was like, Whoa, 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 detective show with X Factor, please. That's even better. <laughs> Are you serious? No way. Not not the current team. Well I mean, but the thing is like even with Smallville, it wasn't translated word for word, character for character with every trait. You have to make some adaptations. Yeah. You well, I, I'm very interested to see, and I hope he does television stuff and not just, you know, direct-to-DVD releases and animated stuff. No, and hopefully this is a good... I mean, you know, Jeff Loeb has been is a huge name in the comics industry, and, you know, he's got Smallville and Heroes behind him. Hopefully he can get a really good handle on the animation stuff because putting out, you know, the... Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man animated series and Wolverine and the X-Men series, and then having them just disappear because of licensing or or non-renewals was ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. I watched both of those, and I enjoyed both of those shows. It took me a while to get into the Wolverine and the X-Men, but once I got halfway in, I was like, oh, everything fits together. This is great. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I mean, something has to be done in the animation field that gets stuff locked in so that you don't have... You know, these great series are only one one uh, one season, you know? You could get a ton of stuff out of this, like they're doing a superhero squad. Superhero squad is everywhere, you know? And that's what they got to do with, with their characters, like Spider-Man, X-Men. Spider-Man and X-Men should always have some kind of animated show on TV. It just should be a given, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Or the Hulk or something. Yeah, even, a, you know, old-school Marvel action hour, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. Where they do a varying degree or different superheroes? Yeah, for real. Why not do a half-hour show where you could you could uh, you know show a storyline like I don't know uh, Executioner Song, you know, or or um, a World War Hulk's, you know, in a half-hour. You yeah, know, you're right. Do that there instead of in the comics. One thing I will say before we get off this Hulk discussion. And Jeff Loeb discussion is I was very happy to see Bruce Banner turn back into the Hulk. I've not been following at all. No, dude. I, I open it. I pick him up. Okay, because I, I know that eventually I'm going to be able to just sit down and try and make sense of it. But you know, I flip through and look at it, and I see this you know this Hulk eyes Deadpool and. You know, ten different colored Hulks and like all the Hulks of the rainbow and stuff, and I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I usually depend on you talking with you throughout the week or on our podcast to keep me in the know. Yeah, it's. I was just happy to see the Hulk back because I I thought it was interesting that they took it away and that was cool, but then too many Hulks popped up and now he's going to come back and he's going to lay the smackdown on all these idiot hulks so he's gonna get rid of them who's gonna get rid of them no i'm saying is that what you said he's yeah. gonna get rid of all the hulks yeah he's gonna do that he's gonna say 
get out of my way. This evil uh, intelligentsia team is is ridiculous, man. I mean, with Samson being bad, and then Thunderbolt Ross and Betty, and ah, oh, it's just stupid. <laughs> so, but Banner is the Hulk now. Yes, but I mean, this has been going on for two, three years. This has been going on longer than Incredible Hercules has been going on. Uh, and that's done. point in your life. That side of the Marvel Universe really taking its toll. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. All right, let's, let's, let's talk about happier stuff. Second coming. What's going on with that? Oh, <laughs> Right now, not a ton is is really going on. I mean, the last issue I think was uh, New Mutants that came out, or was it Legacy? I think it was Legacy. Okay, yeah, Legacy. I mean, Legacy. I didn't think uh, a ton really happened. Um, Just kind of you know battling the Sentinels and um, the Master Mold and and all that good stuff. Um, Hope kind of Hope and Rogue kind of got involved with stuff and. Cypher looks to be shutting down Master Mold in the future, uh, which then shuts down the Nimrods uh, at current time. Uh, Magneto, you know, he got a couple, he got a little bit of action, and uh, but it, and it looks like Bastion's going to go through and make his final move because uh, the Nimrods were defeated when uh, Cypher shut down Master Mold. Um, I mean, I, I've enjoyed like some of the battle scenes. You know, like a couple issues ago, and it was just like a straight-up battle for the whole issue or whatever. Right. Um, I, I thought it was cool, like, you know, splitting up X-Force, and they thought X-Force wasn't going to come back. And I mean, the Sentinels and Bastion are probably, like, in my top five X-Villains ever. So to see them, you know, battling, you know, the X-Men, just, just give me a whole book of just battle. And so I was all about that. And uh, I'm interested to find out, you know, what, what's going to happen with Hope. I know that she's going to be around for the whole mutant vampire thingy that's coming up. But, uh, you know, really, is she the Messiah? What are her powers? What What's her connection with Jean Grey or the Phoenix Force? Right. I'm ready, ready to start getting some answers now. Do you think they're going to touch on that in this, in, in Second Coming? Do you think that she's going to save them in Second Coming? Do you think she has, do you think they have plans for her, like very substantial plans for her later on? Yeah, I, I think that she's going to factor in with defeating Bastion at the end. That's my guess. No, but I mean, after that, like, in, do you think they're planning 24 issues ahead from now that she still has a place on the team? I, I, I Honestly, I, I don't, uh, I'm not really sure because when I saw her on the cover of that uh, X-Men vampire <laughs> issue or whatever, it looks kind of contrived. Like, it just looks silly. Like, she didn't fit. She's supposed to be this huge mutant messiah. I don't think I've I seen that the... picture yet. Huh? I don't think I've seen that picture yet. Oh, it's like those promos with, like, Elektra and Blade and... Oh, that, she was on the cover? I gotta look this up. She was on the cover of one of them. It just kind of looks silly. What, what are your thoughts? Have you been reading through Second Coming? Yeah, I have. I'm. You know, I, I get really confused. Um... Oh, here she is. Oh, you're right. She's with Blade. And yeah, it does look very contrived. But she's kind of in a Phoenix outfit. Yeah, I mean, you know, spill the beans. Let's let's find out what's going on. 
Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, it's... If, okay, if she is such a big deal, okay, they've been talking about her for, what, two, three years now? Yeah, that was a while. <laughs> okay, let's say it started out with Messiah Complex, okay? Everything led up to Messiah Complex, and then we had Messiah War, and now we have Second Coming. So that's a span of probably two years from start to finish. At least. So with her and everything focused on her and with the whole entire cable series and with Bishop following her, which I think Bishop's going to come back. I think he's going to uh, – he's not done by far, I think, in this. He's going to come back in the next couple chapters. But what they're going to do is either totally drop it and say, yeah, she's on the team and we'll get back to her later just like – Kitty prides in that, you know, tube, and we'll get back to her later. It's a good thing we brought her back in time for this. Mm-hmm. And or they'll say she plays a key role in the future of mankind of, of mutant kind for the as key or if more key than Gene and Cyclops and Emma Frost and Xavier. I mean, she's. She's supposed to be, you know, something is supposed to happen with her that um, sets humanity against the mutants. Mm-hmm. Either that happens and then humanity totally turns against the mutants, or that doesn't happen because she's been, you know, she, she's been muted, you know? Like, she, she's been just placed to the side. The only other thing is that she somehow starts, like, if she's the Messiah, I'm not even sure what she's supposed to be doing. Because she saves them, which would mean she's just capable of having babies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, what's going to save them? Just a fertile womb. But think what's going to, I mean, they've done this Messiah thing before. You know, Cable was the Messiah before. Cable had to come back, and he's going to have an ultimate battle with Apocalypse which was going to determine, you know, the future or whatever. Cable came back, had his battle with Apocalypse, Apocalypse was killed, and then it just left Cable as this shell of a, a character that no one knew what to do with. Right. You know? And I think that's the same thing, and then that same thing happened with Bishop. Bishop came back from the future, he had to find the traitor, the traitor was revealed to be Onslaught, and then for the next ten years after Onslaught, Bishop had no direction, nothing to do. And the same thing's going to happen with her. You know, we're going to come to some conclusion about her being the Messiah. Either she is or she isn't. Like you said, she might be a baby breeding ground, or you know, we don't know. And then all direction is going to be gone again. Yeah, that's what happens with these Messiah stories. Is eventually, if you're going to reveal what it is, you got to have something for the character to do afterwards. I don't know. I, I hope she. I hope she has a place. I hope she doesn't just get shuffled to the background. But. I don't mind if she gets shuffled to the background for a while. Like, that would make perfect sense to me if they said, you know what, we're going to keep her because we still don't know what the future holds for her, but she's still the Messiah. We still have to protect her. But they add, you know, but she gets caught up in this vampire thing and blah, 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 blah. She doesn't have to be the main character. That's fine. Because that's like normal life. You know, things happen beyond that, and not everything is going to be connected with her or with me or with you. Or with anybody. The whole world doesn't revolve around one person. So I, I'd be fine with that. I just, you know, don't, I, I, I need a, a definite end to this series. I can't just be like, and Bastion's defeated, and we'll see. 
You know, it's kind of like <laughs> I need it to be like, oh, this is her place. Now we have to wait for her, the circumstances to come where that place will show itself. You know, I need that one piece of information. And I think Kyle and Yost do a good job given that. So I, I have confidence. Yeah, they're, they're great. Now, what did you think about Magneto joining the fight? Yeah, I just like Magneto as a villain. I just, he's so much better as being the main bad guy of the X-Men. Uh, and eventually he's got to, you know, he'll eventually turn. He just got to get there. No, but see, I, I got to disagree with you. Like, you can't say that he's the main villain. You can say that he's at odds with the X-Men. What he wants is almost similar. He just wants to go about it a different way. There's no comparison between Apocalypse or Sinister and Magneto. Oh, no. And that's what has always made Magneto interesting is because he's always thought he's been trying to do the right thing. He's not like Dr. Doom who knows he's doing the wrong thing. Uh, you, forget, like you forget oh. Doom War. You what? You forget Doom War. He thinks he's doing the right thing, too. Yeah, but he knows he's still a bad guy. Like, he knows he's a bad guy. Magneto doesn't always know he's a bad guy. Right. You know? Right. Sometimes Magneto, Magneto has shades of gray. Another time, is Magneto is a full-out villain. It kind of just depends on who's writing him. But yeah, Magneto totally thinks that you know, his way is the right way. And in many ways, his goals are aligning with what Cyclops has had, what Cyclops has been doing for the past couple of years. Right, you know, yeah. everybody together on an island, almost like a, a military thing. Kind of eerie. And then Professor X is just can you know, push to the background. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. I don't know what Professor X is going to do after this series. Uh, what? Where has he been? I mean, he's very few issues. He just kind of pops up in the background. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of how they used Legion? That's not Legion. Are you familiar with Legion at all? No. All right. Legion has three personalities. Three. He doesn't have a whole box of 2,000, you know, psychotic people that he can pull from and use acid, you know, vomit or anything like that. He's never shown any of those powers. It was just like the sonic power, um, a telekinetic power, and uh, some kind of other power. Now, the, was it. the powers come with the personalities, or he has them physically, and each personality just uses that? Yeah, he has three, three separate personalities in his mind, and his powers are manifested, you know, through them sometimes, because he's crazy, you know? It yeah. was never that you go in and you unlock a different personality comes with a different power. You know, he's not a, a god, you know? So that was totally, that, that was just not the Legion that has ever appeared before. So if it was a different character that had some good backstory that did fit this, would it be a cool idea to use him to fight the Nimrods? Yeah, like uh, Proteus. You know, Proteus was in a, uh, the issues, the Necrotia stuff. Do you remember him? Vaguely. He was in X-Men Legacy when Magneto and Nightcrawler and Rogues and Husk, their team went over to Muir Island and because uh, Selene reanimated Proteus. Because Proteus, his powers are... He can alter anything. He is kind of like a god character. So that would have been fine that, you know, he stayed resurrected and you used him to use whatever powers he wanted up against Nimrod. Right. Legion was super-duper powerful. He's a very powerful character. He was responsible for the whole 
apocalypse. Uh, he's a cool character and everything, but it, that's just not who he's ever been portrayed to be. I don't know. I, I, I'm waiting to see all this. All most of this X Men stuff is new to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sometimes when I'm reading, I, I think about you, and I'm like, I wonder if he's even heard of this character or knows who this person is. Because I mean, the X Men, the books right now, they because there's so many people on the island. There's so many just panels of guest shots. You know? Yeah. Like, no, I'm missing all that stuff. I'm missing all. Yeah. That. When you read that, you get to text me or something and say, hey, man, check this out. So-and-so is here, and he did this, or look at this, or something. Just kind of explain it as, instead of another person with whatever powers. Exactly. Yeah, because there's a character called Random, and he's on the island. And Random was part of X Factor back in the day. He had some really cool subplots, and then towards the mid to late 90s, they just kind of axed him and to see him reappear was pretty cool so yeah I'll let you in on that stuff let me in I'm missing all this stuff the problem is I can't go back I don't have time to go back and read back issues cause so many are coming out every week there's like 20 coming out every week that I gotta read yeah yeah it's wild I can imagine you know back in the 70's and 80's you know when you had like two issues a week just you know hanging hanging on and wait until next Wednesday to get your, your next issue. Yeah. Now we've got so many. It's like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. I don't need to know about Galactus's daughter. Yeah. Oh, man. That was awful. <laughs> it was. That was hard to get through. That was <sighs> hard to get through. Well, why don't we go ahead and we'll wrap up. Uh, I know you're going to have some Tina's, right? The I have one Tina. One of them was with New Avengers, but alas, I'll do one. Yes, to the people listening, Jared thought that we were reviewing Secret Avengers 1, and and we weren't, right? No, we were, we were supposed to review New Avengers 1, but it's okay, Jared Mayo, it's okay. <laughs> so Jared has, Jared did Tina's for Secret Avengers, but it's not going to make any sense. Wait, so, so you don't you don't have any Tinas? No. I just got the Amazing Spider-Man issues today. What? Yeah. I don't know what to do. I mean, I can try and think of something. No, 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 no. We'll do one Tina. All right. And, well, it's, I mean, this is going to be easy for you, so. <laughs> All right, our Tina Awards. Woo! All right, sir. Rules of the game. You have to guess specifically why I chose this Tina song for the Tina Awards this week. And for our new listeners, if we have any new listeners out there, generally what happens, we each pick two or three Tina Awards. Um, We tell each other the title of the Tina Turner song. And then we have to try to match it up with an issue of why we picked he that other person picked that Tina award to go with one of the issues. So um, you won't get that this week. It's obviously a, it's a little obvious this week. So that's I what we're doing. One too, Andy. I just came up with one, so we'll, we're good. Yes. All right. It takes two. Peter Parker and Kane? 
Yes. Doing what? Uh, working together. <laughs> right. Peter, it's like, yeah, it's Kane switching places with Peter Parker. So it takes two to get in there and get that job done. Absolutely. So good that's job. thinking, though. That's, a, that's still speculation, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is still speculation, but I'm fairly certain. Okay, okay. Do you want to you want to have a wager on that? You want to do you want to hit the polls on that as we say? No, no. No, no. I'm I'm not a gambler. Okay. But uh I believe you are probably correct. I just it was I was just really pumped when I saw Kane come back. Uh, you know. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry, but he's he's dead now. Yeah. And I would have rather just killed Aranya. <laughs> it's not Aranya in Spider-Man's costume. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, they killed Maddie Franklin, too. Like, kill Aranya instead. Can someone kill Aranya for me? She's in the Young Allies. You can't do that. Who knows when Young Allies even takes place, you know? It's now. It's right now. What are you talking about? Well, so it probably took place before this. Aranya can still die. It's not over. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the entire series is going to take... No, no. We know for a fact it takes place after this because she has a new costume and there's a note in there from Steve Wacker, I think, that says, check out Amazing Spider-Man issue uh, 636 or something like that to find out death why she has a new costume. Yeah. What? For the death of Aranya. No! For the... Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> What's your Tino Award? <laughs> Hey, you want to, while we're on the sore subjects, you want to talk about Sentry 2? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. He's coming back. Hey, maybe that's who it was. Maybe it's Sentry. You know what? Clock is building his Sentry's new tower in the appointed place, and we will not right. know what page 13 said. You're right. You're absolutely right. Something. You're right. He will be back, or there's going to be some big Marvel crossover concerning the Sentry. It's going to happen. Sometime. I don't know. They might not get to it. Just like the Powers thing, Julie Powers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, my Tina is a little different than normal. My Tina is when the heartache is over. When the heartache is over, I know I won't be missing you. On the phone on my shoulder, cause I know that I can live without you. Oh. <laughs> The first thing that pops into my mind is getting stabbed through the heart. When that's over, you're dead. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, like Maddie Franklin. She got stabbed through the heart. When the heartache is over. It's um, a little more personal for you. Well, is it issues we've read, or are you talking about omit? No, this is for our two Spidey issues we just did. Okay, when the heartache is over. It seems like I should be able to get this fairly easily. Um, hmm. Is it when Sasha shot Spider-Man with the same gun that killed her husband? Nope. Goodness gracious. It's for you, Andy. When you saw that Ezekiel was really chameleon, when your heartache is over, you'll be able to continue going on. You'll oh, I thought the heartache had already been over. My heartache has just begun. <laughs> I know, but when it's over, you'll be okay. 
My goodness. <laughs> okay. We need. We might need to work on our criteria for Tino Awards. Well, that, well dude, okay, first of all, it was spur of the moment. <laughs> this one was very different, and it's personal to you. And I prefaced them. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good for on the fly. Hey, it's perfect. But you, with the extensive knowledge of Tina Turner songs, I, I expected better. I am... I'm doing my best. When the Heartache is Over is my favorite song, so if there's a way I can incorporate that. I'm That's your favorite? Well, then I'll have to listen to it. I, I don't think I've listened to that one. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, if Andy's, Andy's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Andy can get the song. He's sad. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, I think that about wraps it up. Um, again, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for tuning in and listening. You can catch us on our webpage, marvel616politics.com. Uh, email us any questions, pictures, um, music, anything, videos, whatever you want, at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter. That's how you know that we've updated our Facebooks and our website. It's twitter.com slash 616politics. Give us a ring, 616-755-TINA. Uh, we still didn't find out who the person was that left us the message. That's fine, though. Uh, we enjoyed it, and we enjoy answering calls and uh, hearing your comments. So please give us a call. Let us know what you think, uh, what was good, what was bad, um, what you think about Andy's heartache over Ezekiel. Let us know. <laughs> or look us up on Facebook, too. We, we, Andy and I try and uh, converse with people uh, on an almost daily basis. Uh, facebook.com slash marvel616politics and uh, jump in on the discussion alright that about wraps it up thanks again and until next time make yours marvel 616 politics That's all we can do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what that means, play it by ear. Oh, you know, when you're playing piano, you're like, I don't know the notes, but I'll play it by ear. Right? No? Did we lose you? Are you lost? Are you gone? I hear. I heard that. What? Which part? Huh? Huh? What? Huh? All right, I got gotcha. you.